We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So left Lorenzo Styles, as we said before, we said that he was visiting Ohio State on Friday, and he went ahead and committed to Ohio State. Um, there are two options on the table, I'm sure. Sources close to him have told us that either he will be playing, and in order for him to play this year, I think he has to be possibly non-scholarship in order to play this year, but they also have an option of him redshirting this year to be able to make the full transition. I'm sure he wants to play September 23rd. I'm sure he pretty much wants to walk back into the building. It's going to be interesting. So he puts up his commitment (laughs) tweet, and Mitchell Evans sarcastically says, hmm, it's interesting. September 23rd just got a little bit got a little bit more interesting. Um, and this goes back to what we said, right? We said in the aftermath, you would hear people talking about, you know, there are people happy that Lorenzo Styles is no longer on the team. Look, man, this for me, that doesn't mean anything. Because when you're on a college football team with like 90 people, it's a bunch of people that don't like a bunch of people. <laughs> Let's just keep it a buck, right? <laughs> you have a few people that are loved by everybody. You might have like a handful of guys that are absolutely loved by everybody. Other than that, four or five, maybe. Four or five. After that, everybody else, they, they have their own packs that they move and rock with after they leave the practice field. It is what it is. So, you know, you have people that love that dude to death still to this day. And you have people that, for whatever reason, didn't like him before. And once things started getting hot and spicy, they probably ended up like not, not liking him as much even more. You know, so I take that stuff with a grain of salt. Ultimately, I like Notre Dame talking spicy going into this game. They should talk spicy going into this game. They should feel like we let y'all off the hook last year. 
that's the way they should feel. Like we let y'all off the hook. Come on to our spot. We got something for you. Yeah, I think Ohio State. This this is definitely for Ohio State getting the switch off the tree, uh-huh. coming to Notre Dame. They they're dreading the trip because they know one is going to be a tough environment to win, and two, they're not walking in there with Superman anymore. They're walking in there with a with a average college football team to the standard of what they used to be. Obviously, they have some pieces, but you know you're going into it with 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 new parts that you don't really know if they as good as advertised because they haven't been on the on the stage yet. Yeah. And so they're going into the game with uncertainty, no matter what those first three games look like for them, because those first three games are not going to compare to what it's going to be like playing at our place. And they know we own one because they got out by the hair, they skinny skin skin, which makes it interesting because they got out on a on a breathtaker when they also had the number two quarterback in the draft. They don't have that. They got like the number forty eighth quarterback in the draft. What? So. <laughs> So, I don't even know if 48 quarterbacks will get drafted. But. Exactly. So that's what they're dealing with. They're like, oh, my God. We don't have the number two quarterback or the number one quarterback like we usually have, but we got a pretty decent team everywhere else. I mean, we just picked up a sorry left tackle from San Diego State that we're hoping and praying that it works out. What are we going to do? We just got all these nice parts but no engine. Where's the quarterback at? Vice versa, we got us a nice little, little Humvee, you know, a little set five cylinder, six cylinder little engine with Sam Hartman. Yeah, that 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 can make our pieces look a little little bit shinier. There was a little dirt on them before. People was like, "Man, why we get these 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 eBay parts?" But once Sam came, it was like they may have came from Amazon, Amazon Prime maybe. So we're gonna see what happens with, uh, like AD said, it ain't fun when a rabbit got the gun, and I think Ohio State's feeling that coming in our place. Yeah, I agree with that. Lucky Lefty podcast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Antoine Porsche Rideau says, Shauna Malik, if we had Hartman last year versus Ohio State, would we have won? I mean, it's a hypothetical, but you would like to think win so. This year. I think we'll win this year. I count on that. I would like to think so, but once again, oh, no. Oh, you know what? You know what makes me say no? The offensive line was not good. And Sam Hartman behind a not good offensive line is not good. Not good. So, no. Yeah, I would say no. We'll beat them this year, though. And I think they know that. Hey, it's May, and left is already trying to rile up Ohio State fans. I'm I'm here for it. No, it's the truth, because they know they don't have a better quarterback, and they know that they're not. I mean, Kyle McCord coming into Indy with the defense being better, especially in the secondary, not saying we're going to shut Marvin Harrison down, but we shut – uh, first round top 20 pick down yeah. and took him out the game yeah. with an undrafted free agent. So I don't know what that means, but I'm saying we've done it before. Yeah. So I think we have a good chance with a Ben Morrison who's on the rise. I think that's probably Marvin Harrison's best competition all year. We could throw a Ben Morrison at him. We could throw a Cam Hart at him. You know, we could throw a safety over top with Xavier Watts as a punish. Just don't hurt him, left. Don't hurt him. I'm saying. Don't hurt him. I need him to make it to the Bears in the draft. No, I mean, it's no. early. You play him early now. He can no, take no, the rest no, no, of the no, 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 no. Just They're look. not going to have playoff aspirations, I'll tell you that. They gonna, he's going to be off by December, but before, right before Christmas. The knees are off limits. Really the knees are off limits. The hands are off limits. Anything I mean, else? It's gonna be hard when uh when Ben Morrison not gonna let him get a ball over his way. I, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? He, that's he fine. might have to get some reverses. You know they're gonna as long as he can walk, as long as he can walk across stage with that C on his hat in April. So you know Kyle McCord gonna put him in danger now. He gonna he gonna put him What's in danger, the- forcing the ball. You know how that go. Give me the one dude that's on another team this year that you would want on Notre Dame. This is inspired by Steph, because as much as Steph irritates my soul, man, I would love to have that dude on the Bulls. So I'm going to say, go ahead. Probably... Kool-Aid McKinstry from Alabama. Mm. We got to on our schedule though, left. We got to choose some people on our schedule. On our schedule? Yeah, on our schedule. Oh, Marvin Harrison Jr., duh. Easy. That's easy, huh? Easy. Yeah. Or defensively. I don't know. I like our defense. Maybe uh I don't know. I think we're pretty, we're pretty good outside of that. 
let's see. I can't really tell you who I would take over who we got on our schedule. You know, I mean, Pitt seemed to have a lot of first round and draftable players. You know, Pitt lost a lot. Pitt, Pitt lost a lot in the trenches this last year. Other than a safety or other than a, a receiver, I think we're pretty straight everywhere else compared to who we're playing. Obviously, I would take Caleb, but you know, that would be stealing. We'll be too good with that. Ah, oh, man. Marvin Harrison Jr. offensively, of course. And then defensively, I'll take I'll take Tyler Davis from Clemson. The D tackle. I was gonna say Xavier Thomas. That's a good call, Jay Henry. Now that Anthony Lucas is transferred to USC. Man, wait a minute. USC has Anthony Lucas and Big Bear that just transferred from Georgia. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me recalculate this for a minute, left. Wait a minute. Yo, I don't know. USC might be pretty formidable in that defensive tackle position, bro. Yeah, they may be better. But USC secondary is trash every year. They cannot <laughs> tackle. They don't want to tackle. I don't know if that's just the California air hitting them. That UCF, that US, that's US, UCLA game and the Stanford game was yeah, like the worst the two game. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm at the Utah. We're oh like the worst two week stretch. Of tackling I've ever seen. They got Dalton Kincaid drafted as high as he did because, I mean, he was out there just. Facts. They definitely got Dalton Kincaid drafted in the first round. Like, come on. They, I was like, who is this tight end for Utah? Just, I mean, USC wanted no smoke with him. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. So we talked about Lorenzo Styles. We parlayed that into dominant players. Kennedy Erlacher makes his decision. Feel pretty confident that Notre Dame was going to end up being his choice. He's formed a great relationship with Coach O'Leary and Notre Dame staff. His visit was amazing. As I said before, he has Midwest ties, even though he's from out west, with his father being here, with him being born here, and eventually moving out west. So at, at heart, he's a Midwest kid, very comfortable being here. His father is still in the Chicago area for most of the year. I know his father has a spot out in Vegas as well. Yeah. But should be interesting. Here is something that's a leftover from this weekend. So the conversation we had about youth being served because of the lack of – because of the transfers out, specifically at wide receiver and running back left, led uh, some people to go to the IB message boards and kind of discuss the names that I mentioned at wide receiver. Because I mentioned that, you know, having young players at running back is a little bit easier because you put the hands in there, you put the ball in their hands and they do what they do. Wide receiver is a little bit more nuanced. You have to have some timing with the quarterback and be familiar with the quarterback. So depending upon youngsters, is a little bit tenuous 
shall I say, even though they're talented. But the names we mentioned were Golden Tate, Will Fuller, and we were asking if Notre Dame had a Golden Tate or a Will Fuller on the roster. Some people thought we should have brought up Michael Floyd, and we weren't saying that we feel like Golden Tate and Will Fuller are the top two receivers to ever come through Notre Dame. That's not no. what we were saying. We just named two receivers that took over games. Like, those are two receivers that took over games. The question is, who's better? Who's better? Who would left throw to? If you had to choose between Michael Floyd, Will Fuller, and Golden Tate, who is left throwing to? Well, you know, I'm going to take Will just because, you know, how we're playing, it makes Will the best option because – we already running the ball, making it hard in one way. Mm. Will, when you're when you're making it hard running the ball, Will is unguardable because you gotta. How are you gonna do that all day? So it's an easy scheme to run with. Because at that time we can run the ball. Really well, you know I can run it. Running backs can run it. We had a good old line. So when you have that being the focus. Will's on an island all day. That's just like close your eyes and throw it as far as you can. The stats will go crazy, you know. Golden Tate is like if I'm Sam Hartman and I just want to throw the ball 50 times a game and Golden Tate's good inside, outside, catching reverses, in the backfield, you know, that kind of thing. But I can throw the ball 30 times and have 500 yards with Will because the way the defense has to play us. So. Mm. Oh, man. I think I would take – Michael Floyd was probably more dominant than the other guys from the jump. I'm talking about from the jump. Like Will really got going, what, his sophomore year? As soon as he got a chance. Yeah, Michael Floyd Michael Floyd walked on the field and was just like, you know, I'm him <laughs> as a freshman. So it was an interesting debate that started from that conversation. And a lot of people still think that Notre Dame has that dominant guy. I, they, maybe Jaden Thomas can be dominant in bulk. Rather than flash plays, you know, he had that big flash play, the post route for Sam Hartman at the blue and gold game. But maybe Jaden Thomas could be that guy. Maybe Deion Cozy could take that next step. I don't know. I think it's just uh, we don't have any elite traits at the receiver position. We have physical stature. We look good. We don't have a 4-3 guy that runs a 4-3 on the field, not won't test a 4-3, but run a 4-3 on the field. We don't have the, the quickest dude in the world. You know, Chris Tyree's quick. We haven't seen him in a receiver space yet. So, I mean, we're a really good team. 
but we don't have any elite characteristics. I think our running backs have elite characteristics, but we have a really good football team on that aspect. Like Alabama got some guys that you like, oh, shoot. If he get it, and it's, it's a problem. I don't feel like we have a guy like that on the team. I just feel like we'll win the game. You know, as a collective, we'll win the game, but, you know. Yeah, somebody they like, Steph gets the ball, and you're like. Like, good defense, don't matter. He's he's hitting that. Like, it's your, you look at defense, you're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, like, Corey you Robinson, know. like even Corey Robinson, it was like sometimes you ain't nothing you can do. If we throw it to Corey, it's, he's coming down with it. Yeah. Yeah. Eifert, you throw it to Eifert, he just good defense don't matter. We don't even have Eifert on the team. You don't think so. Mitchell Evans? No. He's trying to play quarterback half the time. No, I think Eli Raritan had the opportunity before the two ACLs, but we have a good football team. We yeah. don't have elite anything for real right now. I think running backs are elite. But other than that, I mean, Logan Diggs left, so just Aldrick and Jadarian, and they might they might have to move Chris Tyree back to running back. No, there's no need. Oh, they got Jabron. Okay, well, Jabron <laughs> got to step up. There's no need, and that's the whole point of today's show. Youth, the youth of this team has no choice but to step up. Yeah, basically. And they don't even have a choice right now. You know, like yeah. you would love for them to have the opportunity kind of slowly blend in. They don't have a choice. The running backs have to come in and make an impact. The young wide receivers have to make an impact this year. They don't have a choice. Everybody left. You know, I will say this. The way the interior of the offensive line has played, Devin Houston can ease his way into things, right? Brendan Vernon can ease his way into things. I'm actually encouraged by that. I'm encouraged by that. The young linebackers, some people might say Prince Colley decided to leave because the two freshmen were on his iris. On the depth chart. Because we told you, the two freshmen, Jaden Osbury and Drake Bowen, are the two most natural linebackers and are the two most athletic. With apologies to Jalen Sneed, of course. Yeah. So, even though he felt like he was better than those that were on the field in front of him, it is what it is. It really is what it is, to be honest. <laughs> Not to borrow Mason uh, Cameron's show, but show title. But, yeah, it really is what it is. Yeah, I think the, the new kids usually report what? Because camp is usually July. New kids report end of June. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some, somewhere around there.
We got a super chat from my guy Truman Theodore Dumel. When do you see? Who do you see? Where do you see as best fits for Joe Walt and Aldrich in next year's NFL draft? Oh man, the first team. Aldrich probably go four fifth round unless he just pop out with like a a four four and a two thousand yards this year. But the, he's kind of stiff, though. So the Sam Hartman go higher than Stetson Bennett, who went 128th overall in the fourth round to the Rams. Stetson Bennett went exactly where he should have went, man. I was actually happy for him. Um, I was happy for him too. Uh, Sam Hartman could be a fourth round guy if we get pretty far, because what is Sam Hartman doing? That's like. Oh my goodness, Sam Hartman's a first round pick. Nothing for real. From a from a freak standpoint, he's not a freak. Stetson Bennett proved that even with being the most accomplished on the best team, they're still grading you as an individual. Yeah. You know, you know, Sunday nights, people are not looking at Stetson Bennett versus Jared Goff and thinking, oh, that's an easy dub for Stetson Bennett. They, you know, you just got to think of the matchups. That's like saying how these top guards in college, you got to think about who they're guarding every night. You face it, James Harden, Steph Curry, LeBron, Jimmy Butler on a back-to-back yeah. night. So Stetson Bennett versus, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, uh, Kirk Cousins. But you like – Pretty pretty rough night for Stetson Bennett, <laughs> or 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 Ian Book got to play Dak Prescott. Uh, who in their division? Dak Prescott. Uh, no, Ian Book is in the South, NFC South, right? That's with the Buccaneers, and the Eagles, right? and Panthers. I thought he's with the Saints. Oh no, he went to the Eagles. He almost won a Super Bowl. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So now he's against Dallas, the Commanders, and the uh, Giants. And and going against Daniel Jones. Yeah, yeah, now yeah, he, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, maybe. Yeah. So I think it's just you got to look at it from that perspective. So. Yeah. I guess you're right. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. Once again, tap in with us. Follow us on social media at SD2Mikes and at Malik Zaire 8 and at Overtime Malik on Instagram, SD2Mikes on Instagram, YouTube channel, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Hit that like button. We appreciate you. Leave all comments. We respond to all. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different. Someone asked if uh, you felt like Sam Hartman is better than uh, Will Levis. I don't know. I thought I just believe Will Levis was a forced pick, but then again, good that he was able to be available to be chosen. Man, I mean, at the end of the day, he, he can't draft himself. So it's anytime you get a chance to get drafted, it's pretty good. I just think it's just unfortunate that you had to get put out there like that. You know, nobody likes getting put out there like that for real. So see how it goes. Great show today, Left. 
So I'm out of town, man. We'll be tapping in, doing more recruiting. We'll try to uh, get an update on the Kennedy Erlacher decision tomorrow and talk about how he fits into the class. Notre Dame's defensive line recruiting. We're going to dig into that tomorrow and how the narrative seems to have changed when it comes to Al Washington and how he's being viewed on the recruiting trail by these recruits. It's really a positive thing. It really is a positive thing to hear. And don't forget, I got Demetrius, who said he used to cross you up at Notre Dame. No, he's, he's a good man. Yeah, he, I'm, you know, <laughs> I didn't go to school like he went to school. <laughs> he went to school for a different reason. I went I, if I'm not mistaken, Demetrius spent a couple of seasons with the Celtics as well. Six years, the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my man, you know, he out there kicking butt. He played overseas for a long time. Like, yeah. that whole team, that whole team was solid. They all, Zach August still doing his thing overseas and stuff. Jared, obviously. So, Eric Atkins coaching. Eric Atkins. Man, what's up with E-Ack right now? He coaching. He's coaching now? Yeah. That's good to hear. That's good to hear, man. Good to hear those brothers doing well. And look for Notre Dame to start filling out their roster. Uh, the EYBL circuit was on fire this past week. Most of the coaches were out watching the juniors and the sophomores um, on the circuit. So look for some more offers to go out. I know Notre Dame put out about 10 to 15 offers last week under Michael Shrewsbury. Look for more offers to come in the next couple of weeks as they continue to watch the EYBL circuit. And then I look for some transfers to be added over the next couple of, couple of weeks as well. So things are looking up. Things are looking up, Lev. Yeah. Great show. Ultimately, the youth that is Notre Dame football has no choice but to step forward. They cannot wait back. They cannot sit back. They don't have that luxury. They must step forward if Notre Dame is going to reach the potential that the coaching staff and Marcus Freeman feel like exist on this roster. So we'll look forward to them getting the opportunity and whether or not they can produce. You know what time it is. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Now, are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day, brought to you by Nora Whiskey at norawhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, norawhiskey.com. Jokingly, I'm putting Steph Curry on the Petty Train, bro, because he toyed with them young boys, and when he was ready to take them out, he just took them out. It was like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, I love how he did it. 50 points is the way to go. That's the way to do it. And also, um, Man, I'm putting Brittany Griner on the petty train as well. Cause oh, what for, what she, for what she said to her rooks 
Oh, what else did she say, love? It's just petty because she really believes it. But when you think about it, if it was an integrated league, I don't know if I would ever start her over a Bam out of bio. Like, seriously, even with with Arike, would you start a Arike over Dennis Schroeder? No. You see what I'm saying? Like, if I had, if I was playing against LeBron James, because in this integrated league, LeBron James is on the court, I don't know what girl I would sub in to be like, hey, okay, such and such, Austin Rivers need a break. I need you to go in there and check Dennis Schroeder and get 20 and 20 and or – a guard Russell Westbrook all night. Oh man! Not that they couldn't play, but I'm probably gonna take. Yeah. Draymond Green, even. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. I think sometimes she just, you know, trying to ask, stick up for the sometimes too many questions. You know, sometimes trying to stick up for the women's trying to stick up for the women's game. You know, and, and, and being a little extra with it. That's all. She That's still thinks she can beat the Marcus Cousins one on one. Like, come on. <laughs> and he's not even in the league. The Marcus Cousins would give her 50 points. If they had to play versus each other to get into the NBA, like, oh, Lord. Who gets into the NBA? I think the Marcus Cousins would, would play with a little more meaning. He wouldn't care about no girl. He'll be like, what? This is to get in the league. Let me give you 100 points. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm sitting here <laughs> thinking about this. I'm, will she score if it's make it, take it? Not if it's make it. If this is to get in the league, Brittany Griner, DeMarcus Cousins, one-on-one, to get in the NBA, I think DeMarcus Cousins wouldn't let her score. He would probably have unlimited points on her. <laughs> if it was make it, take Like, Because all he would do is one. He's just, he's just too big. He probably wouldn't want to shoot it. He'd be like, no, I'm going to the paint. Because he was putting NBA dudes in the in the paint. Dwight Howard's and stuff. I would probably start Dwight Howard over Brittany Griner if I had to. Not that, that Brittany Griner's not good, but it's, it's Dwight I would, Howard. I wouldn't take Brittany Griner <laughs> if she played oh, Candace, if she played Candace Parker one-on-one, dude. We didn't even have to go fight. We can stay within the WNBA. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, I understand she's sticking up for her league, you know. But stop it. Yeah, she needs to go to the petty train. Yeah, because what is she talking about? She talking about it's a crime? No, it's a crime with what they would do to you <laughs> on that block, <laughs> on that elbow. Oh yeah. On the wing. In transition. See, that's the thing. That's the, I think that's the major difference. The WNBA is not keeping up with the NBA transition. That's so funny because I thought you were putting on the petty train for our comments to the rookies in camp and practice yesterday that asked her about the coach. And she responded, Man, I was kind of in jail. So <laughs> I'm learning just like you. <laughs> you, should be, you should be doing drugs. What are you talking about? Freaking, what are you talking about? You should say, I learned my lesson. Abdul, are, are we the only people that, like, didn't have empathy for the fact that, fam, 
know the rules where you're yeah, at. Where you going? This this ain't a listen. You can try to everybody know everybody black knows. You not going in those other countries doing what you're doing over here. No. Why would you do that? No. You don't go over there and play around and other and you don't speak no language. You don't speak their language. You don't go over there and and think you can do what you're doing over here. That don't make no sense, Sean. Man. So once once we realize that she ain't got no common sense, of course she's gonna say what she said to them rookies. No accountability. What are we talking about? I was kind of in jail. Yeah, because of you. Yeah, I mean, like the chat says it was just weed. Yeah, in the United States. In the, in the United States, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> right, right. You go over, you go into a country where they don't, first of all, they don't even like America. So they probably got laws opposite just because they don't like America. And then you going over there not speaking their language. That's the scariest part. Man, look. You go over there if you want to with them people and get to because it ain't no fair. I don't believe there's a fair justice system here, but it definitely ain't no fair one over there. No. You don't even know they laws over there. No. What's worse? Being caught in a, uh, a jail in Chicago or a jail in, in somewhere in Serbia? What you want to be in Serbia? Yeah. I ain't sitting in no jail in Serbia. I'd rather go right down to, to Chicago if I had a chance. Man, I was just telling somebody yesterday. I don't know if you remember this, left. You were in Ohio. I don't know if you had the opportunity. My cousin, you know, we would go to uh, the Jazz Festival up in Detroit every year over the summer. The uh, arts and Jazz Arts and, uh, Festival. And back in the day, this is pre-9-11. We can literally go to Canada by just using our like driver's license. So you would drive under the river. The post was under the river. You would show your driver's license. They would check it, and then they would open the gate and welcome you welcome you into Canada, bro. And it was like it was nothing. And as kids, we would go and wouldn't tell anybody we went to Canada. Not knowing that if anything could have happened, and no one would know where we were, it couldn't come get you. It couldn't come get us. So, yeah, you know, at times people do crazy things, man. And she probably just didn't think it all the way through. You know, you got to have your Russia bag, you got to have your USA bag, you got to have your Jamaica bag, you got to know where you're going. You have to know where you're going, bro. So there's <laughs> no sympathy for that. I don't understand. No, I don't understand. I don't no, know. no. And that's why I kept my mouth closed throughout the whole thing. Cause I'm like, <laughs> hey, nobody said go over there. <laughs> Ain't nobody tell you to go over there. Like, bro. <laughs> Take your ass over there. <laughs> These cats are trying to have you executed, bro. Because because the only problem is ain't nobody coming, ain't nobody can save you once you get over there. That's the only problem. Once you once you think you willy-nilly, okay, willy-nilly. Ain't nobody coming to come get you, willy-nilly. <laughs> you gonna be silly willy after that. 
Lucky Lucky Podcast, great show today. We thank everybody for jumping in. Chat, as always, you make us who we are. You keep it fly each and every day. Subscribe on YouTube, CFB Nation, Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify. Tomorrow, we'll be back. We'll dig deeper into recruiting and talk even more on the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Have a great Monday, but most of all, make sure that you spin it different. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.